You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. My name is Eric, and we have an awesome show planned for you today with my awesome guest, Catherine Gagnon. Catherine is an emotional alchemist, mind-body healing practitioner, and master NLP transformational health coach who works with people who are tired of being tired and worried and helps them plug their energy leaks. She can hear, see, and feel the emotional and physical energy leaks in people and help them plug these leaks like a good emotional plumber would. As a result, her clients regain sustained physical and emotional energy, recover faster from illness, attain mental clarity, self-confidence, feel more at pace with themselves and happier in the relationships. Even better, as a chronic Lyme disease survivor who helped in record time, uh, I'm sorry, who healed in record time, Catherine has developed a unique expertise to help Lyme disease sufferers regain their health and life without losing their time or money. Catherine, how you doing? Welcome to the Holistic Tropics Podcast. Thank you so much. Doing awesome. <laughs> yes. Great. So we're going to jump right into the podcast, but first I just want to give a quick reminder to all those listening and watching. Maybe it's your first time you're new here. Remember to subscribe to the Holistic Nootropics podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening in. If you are watching this on YouTube, then hit that big red subscribe button right down below the video and hit that little bell icon so you can stay up to date and get notified every single time new videos and new podcasts drop. And if you are someone who's interested in getting the best quality supplements and nootropics on the market today, then head on over to holisticnootropics.com and download a copy of my free supplement buying guide. This is a fully comprehensive guide that I have created to help those of you out there looking for the best quality products on the market today. Because as you probably know, Catherine, there are a lot of just really bad supplement products on the market. I mean, the supplement industry, it's like a hundred billion dollar industry. Most of it's trash. I would even venture to say most regular people probably know somebody or are in some way connected to somebody who started a supplement company and is just selling garbage products because they're so easy to make. They're so easy to sell, especially with Amazon. And the worst part is these supplements, these products, they're filled with all kinds of fillers and preservatives because it costs less money to churn out bad products that don't really do much for your health. If you're someone who's going to Walmart and buying supplements, if you're buying supplements, even on Amazon, you got to know how to find the best quality stuff out there. So head on over to my website, holisticnootropics.com. Get that guide. You boost your body, boost your brain, boost your health. And of course, boost your life. All right, Woo! Catherine. Yes. <laughs> let's talk about you. I'm so excited. You are a transformational health life coach. You have a very interesting story. Um, this whole thing of energy leaks, it, it's so interesting to me because um, I can visualize it, but I would love you to explain how you got into this line of work. Like in your own personal experience, what brought you to being so interested in helping people with their energy levels? Yes. Um, such a great question. And, and thank you so much for having me, Eric, on, on this podcast. Um, you know, I come from the medical world. I used to be a nurse, a nurse practitioner, and my you know, formative years were in ER in Montreal. And so whenever somebody would come in the trauma room with an artery that's pissing blood, you know, that's the first thing we want to plug, right? So um, I've always been someone who's very um, energetic, um, active. I'm a hang glider pilot. I uh, bike and kayak and ski and just you name it, the things that I do. 
Um, and I became a nurse practitioner and um, thinking that I was going to help people attain better health and really bring a more holistic um, uh, type of, of, uh, of service, of, of health service. And I noticed that my energy started to go way down, like way, way down. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? And that was a whole quest on itself, but it took me eight months to figure out it was Lyme disease. And not only it was, it was, um, it was that disease, but it was a chronic, it was an acute flare of a chronic Lyme that I had acquired 16 years earlier. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a whole journey that, you know, I talk about on my website, if, if any of your listeners are interested, but when I, when I was really at the lowest of the lowest with no energy, not even to hold my own hair blower, you know, cause my arms were just spent. I'd spend five minutes on a stationary bike and I'd have to go you know, sleep for two hours. It was that bad. Um, that's when I noticed how important having energy is because when you, when you have no energy, it's impossible to do anything, accomplish anything, you know, in your daily life, whether it's a laundry or making yourself some meals, it's very hard to be motivated to do anything when you have no energy. And when I started to heal, heal from Lyme in ways that are unheard of really for someone with chronic Lyme, I mean, I'm on a lot of different forums on, you know, Lyme forums on, on social media. And I've seen people for years stuck in the same place. And yet for me, I've just had this quantum healing. And I thought to myself, what is it that I've been doing that has given me back all of this energy? And this is where I was thinking about how important energy is. So um, just for the record, quickly, you were talking about supplements. A lot of supplements are junk. Um, with Lyme, I, I built a protocol that is based of um, medicinal plants, natural supplements, but all of them that have research on it, that have evidence behind it, because it's not, it's rare to find supplements. I mean, you know it, to find supplements that have uh, research behind it. And so I built this protocol based on what I was reading and the Lyme experts and all that. And I did a lot of emotional healing, a lot of emotional alchemy that I call now. And together, these two things paired up really, really propelled my, my energy forward. So when I was starting to feel better and I was back on my bike, I was like, coaching people and helping people regain, not necessarily with Lyme disease, but all walks of life, regain energy and confidence and mental clarity. And I was like, what is it that I do with energy? And it came to me in the form of a math, mathematical equation, you know, so energy, cause I'm, you know, I'm scientist and I'm a spiritual. So the scientist part of me wanted that equation. So Energy is really a result of how you generate energy, meaning how you eat, how you sleep, your, your exercise, the supplements you take to help you optimize, you know, your, your life, your organs, whatever. So how you generate energy plus how you um, invest that energy strategically in ways that you have a bigger return on energy than what you invested. It's just like money, you know, and, and the prime example I have of that is, you go to have a coffee with a friend, let's say you're feeling low energy and just the conversation is so enlightening and live, uh, you know, you come out of there and you're feeling super alive. So those two are the pluses. And then you divide that by the energy leaks. And that's where my specialty lies. 
because I can see them, I can feel them, and I can hear them. I can see them in the person's physiology, I can hear them in their language, and I can feel them in their vibe. You can tell when someone has a low energy vibe or high energy vibe. So it's, I mean, it's more subtle and more complicated than that. But examples of energy leaks are some, a lot of, of them are in the subconscious mind, or in the emotional. It's comparing yourself to other people and feeling less than or feeling not good enough, you know, not doing a good enough job, not being a good mom or dad, whatever. Um, it's perfectionism. It's never good enough. It's saying yes to circumstances or people, but in, in your heart, it's, it said no, but you've been kind of walking all over yourself and, and forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. It's all those shoulds. Oh, I should be doing this, or I should have known better. It's a, I call that shooting all over yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so these things, oh, big emotions, heavy emotions, like anger, shame, guilt, sadness, fear. These are all things that will drive, they accompany you on a daily basis and they just leak your energy. Mm -hmm. They leak your energy in ways that before you become aware of them, you're like, why the hell am I so tired from, you know, this job? And this happened to me when I, I realized that I was no longer feeling aligned with the medical paradigm. And yet the more I, I try to force myself to go to my nurse practitioner job, the more, you know, I was diving into the illness of Lyme disease and the less energy I had. And when I decided to quit my job after four months of arguing with my inner voice, <laughs> it's like I did this quantum job jump of, of healing Literally, it's like, whoa, all of a sudden, it's like I let go of a big bag of big rocks that I was carrying of uh, I should be successful at this or trying to live the life that my parents wanted me to. They wanted me to be a doctor. I mean, I got that as close as I could to be a doctor, but it was not my dreams and aspirations in that structure. And so when I quit that job, I regained so much energy and I had quantum leaps in healing that this is where I got the aha moment of, oh, anytime we're not in alignment with who we are, with our values, with our authentic self, it's a huge energy drain, you know, wearing a mask of like, oh yeah, everything is okay. But inside you're feeling like you're going to die or your world is collapsing or you're thoroughly unhappy. So it takes a lot of energy to manage that. Or a bigger one is internal conflict. A part of me wants this, but a part of me wants that. And then you're being pulled like this, like Mel Gibson and Braveheart, you know, <laughs> and that's a yeah. huge energy leak. So anyways, those are examples of, of energy leaks and how that can suddenly occur in, in people's lives. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I, I love that concept because the visual of it is so prescient. You know, it's so relatable. Like we all know that feeling of, it's not even that you're low energy. It's just, you feel drained. You feel like there's like a, like a leak in you. And it's just, you feel at one point, like you have that energy. And then throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, for many people over the course of years, you just feel that just get gassed out of you yeah. and you get to a point then where you're, you are, you're just exhausted. And I've certainly felt that, you know, um, 
with the Lyme, I'm curious with your, were you actually, did you actually have a Lyme diagnosis? Um, as in you, you got diagnosed with it. Cause I know those diagnoses are kind of hard to get. Um, yeah. was it due to a, to a tick bite or was it something else? No, uh, you're right. The diagnosis is hard to get mainly because the tests are not, um, they're not as sensitive as, as we would like them to be. Um, but no, I got the, the blood test, which came out positive. I had to test outside of Canada because in Canada I was negative. The, the way the tests are made in Canada, we miss about 80% of the diagnoses. And, um, and it took me eight months because I had no idea what was going on. I mean, it was multiple symptoms like shutting down all of a sudden. And then the more research I did, the more I recognized wow, this is Lyme disease transmitted by a tick. And I remembered being bitten by ticks in 2009 in Georgia. But the first one was in 2000 when I was traveling in Australia. I was not even a nurse back then. I was just backpacking, you know, the school of life. And I had the, I had something here that didn't go away. And the next thing I knew, I just saw the legs go like this. I went, ah! Wow. <laughs> and the head stayed stuck in there and I had the big rash. I had all the primary signs and symptoms of the initial infection. Like in hindsight, I remember feeling sick. I had a food intoxication and it was quite serendipitous that a few weeks after that bite, I went to um, Thailand and I took the preventative medicine for malaria, which is doxycycline. It's once a day but it's the treatment for active Lyme twice a day. So it's like I got half treated mm -hmm. and it put the disease uh, dormant in my body for 16 years with in hindsight, I've had low level symptoms coming out throughout my twenties and thirties. And at 36, it just <laughs> exploded. And wow. um, yeah. 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 And I know I've talked to some people, I, I I'll admit, I don't know much about Lyme, but, um, in the, in the like circles of naturopathic doctors and functional medicine doctors and do, you know, health coaches and stuff that I, that I kind of hang in, um, the topic comes up a lot and I've just, it, it just feels so overwhelming to me that I just, am like, I'll get to that someday. Um, but I do know it's interesting, you know, being in the nootropic space too, in the biohacking space, and people are always trying to get like, what is that supplement that does this? You know, I need, I need something that's like, man, I just feel drained. What's the supplement for that? Man, has anybody got a nootropic for just like constant brain fog? You know, what about like this? I kind of hang on this line of like brain fog and depression. Like, what is that supplement? And how many of these people are probably dealing with Lyme? It just was never diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it is, there's so many people walking around with, with that illness, uh, undiagnosed and they go from one doctor to the next. What I tell people is, you know, when you have symptoms in all different kinds of systems in your body, your, your eyes are going weird. Your digestion is, is off. you got pains here and there. you got chills and sweats and headaches, you know, whatever you've seen many doctors, you've tried different treatments and now the next thing the doctor wants to prescribe is a antidepressant or something for anxiety. That's a clinical picture of Lyme disease. And you're right. Yeah. People, they will want the supplement for the thing. And um, what I tell people is, especially for Lyme, um, it's not the one magical thing. It's a synergy of of things, you know, and, and I use a lot of different supplements in the, in the protocol that I, that I teach for Lyme, um, but different medicinal plants and different things that have 
um, research on it, but it's not one thing that will, you know, take care of, of the whole. It's really a multi multifaceted approach. Yeah. yeah. And I know I've had, um, uh, this, uh, doctor on her name is, uh, Jill Krista and she's a, uh, she's a mold expert and she got into mold because as a naturopath, she was actually working with a lot of people who had Lyme and she started to find this connection between mold and Lyme. And she basically was able to help all of her Lyme patients by addressing the mold situation. Yeah. So, um, I know that's one route. And even if you don't have Lyme, like the mold talk about like an energy drain, the Big mold time. can just wipe you out. And most people don't even know that it's a problem in their life, especially, you know, if they're living in like a moldy house, um, if they've got mold, it's just crazy. Like once your reticular activation goes to mold and you just are on the lookout for mold all the time, like it just pops up everywhere. (laughs) And yeah, I know you're in Florida right now. So there's probably a lot of it where you are in Puerto Rico. And I mean, you just, you'll just put like, like we have a, in our closet, like my wife has like some clothes and they're just all moldy all of a sudden, you know, just, it's like mold just grows within a day. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy. And then you eat it too. Like people, if you drink beer, if you eat cheese, you know, like fermented products are, um, notorious for mold. So, um, this is a thing that now, again, being in these functional medicine circles, I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. but it still has not popped mainstream. Um, and again, it goes back to, well, a, a regular doctor doesn't know what to do with it. A regular doctor goes, Oh, it's depression, push on antidepressant. And it's it just, it breaks my heart every time. Like, not to say that, you know, Hey, don't take antidepressants. Like everybody has their thing. But when you see a functional medicine doctor, you talk to someone like yourself who is well-trained with this and you go, look, this depression, this brain fog, this chronic pain you're dealing with, of course, there are many aspects to it that are emotional. And if you need an antidepressant to get you over that or anti-anxiety medication to get you over that, by all means, but let's get to the root of this because there is definitely a root. And for most people, if you just look at the sheer numbers, like most people, it's something Lime related, mold related, diet related, um, that can be addressed and it might not solve, might not cure the situation, but it will certainly make a nice dent. For sure. For sure. Even fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia, um, you know, not that long ago was not recognized as a diagnosis. I remember being in nursing school in 2002 and a lady came to talk to us about the fibromyalgia, how finally it was recognized as a diagnosis. so she could get some disability or, you know, some uh, form of compensation, but we still don't know the etiology, the source of it. And there are many hypotheses right now that are saying that fibromyalgia might be some untreated Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. So it's just another avenue to, to test for. And COVID, people with long COVID, uh, it has been very early on in the pandemic. It has been compared to uh, chronic Lyme just because of the overlapping of symptoms, how, you know, the brain fog and the fatigue and muscle aches and things like that. So Medicine in general has been a paradigm for acute care and for surgeries, um, but has done very poorly for chronic diseases, degenerative diseases, psychosomatic illnesses, 
um, because it's not the right paradigm. You know, all of these diseases that don't, they don't threaten your life, but they sure ruin your quality of life. Uh, the answers right now are not in the conventional medicine world. So, and this is, I mean, I was a prescriber of antibiotics and I never took any antibiotics for Lyme, uh, cause I just knew how it would wreck my gut. And I was like, I'm not going to, you know, shoot myself in the foot by eradicating 70% of my immune system by, by killing my gut bacteria. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God. It's a constant theme that comes up on this podcast in my research in mental health and gut. It's just antibiotics. And it's just so crazy. I've said this on this podcast so many times, but it's just, I have to repeat it, which is if you go to the CDC's website, they tell you right there, over 70% of the, of the antibiotics that are prescribed are totally inappropriate. And the yeah. CDC is not in the business of trying to get you to take less medication, right? We exactly. all know that. So <laughs> we all when know they that. come out and say, Hey, can you just stop it with the antibiotics? You yeah. know, and it's like, nobody, no doctors listen to that. It's like, I got strung out on antibiotics when I was like, uh, when I was in high school and it just, it ruined me. I didn't realize how much it ruined me until I was in my twenties. And then I had some health issues pop up. And uh, this is a thing I look at all the time with so many people, again, whether it's emotional, physical, typically the two go together who are just dealing with chronic illness, which is what is your history of antibiotics? Because yeah. chances are, if you are, you know, if you're dealing with some kind of bacterial infection, you probably have an issue with antibiotics and yeah. that's not your answer because you've wiped out all your gut bacteria. And I'm not, of course, it's like, yeah, we're all going to listen to our doctor and they say, take antibiotics. They have no freaking answer other than, okay, this is, this is insanity, right? So my wife was pregnant and, you know, first pregnancy or whatever. And, uh, maybe this is TMI, but she had a, a, a UTI, right? And so UTIs during pregnancy are, um, they're, they're a pretty big deal, you know, because it's like the, the baby can get it on the way out and mm -hmm. you can have all kinds of problems with that. Right. So the, the doctor, I mean, they will scare you into thinking like, this is going to happen. Your, your baby's going to get this. And then the baby's going to die on the delivery table. So I like, guess a new parent, you're thinking like, oh my God, what do I do? He says, well, all you got to do is take these antibiotics. And he gives us a prescription for antibiotics. And it tells you right on the freaking, I think it's the CDC's website. This has a high rate of, uh, of, of prenatal um, baby death. Like, like fatality is like, a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge side effect with this. Right. Yeah. And why would you prescribe this dude? And it's like, Oh, well, I'll tell you what, take this other one instead. And that one also has a high like uh, side effect of baby death and the amount of women and if it's not baby death, it's, it's, um, it's birth, uh, what is it? Birth complications, yes. right. Uh, yes. or, or like you can get physical deformities. Like how many kids are born are dealing with these chronic illnesses are having, you know, how many moms have these issues with, um, delivery? Like there's so many issues that come in when a, when a baby is delivered mm -hmm. that you can't account for other than, well, did you take antibiotics or not? And you never want to say that to somebody yeah. like a mother who just delivered a baby because it's, you can't like, you don't want to victim shame or anything like that. No. But at the same time, it's like, well, this is the truth of the matter. And fortunately we were able to find ways to like not take antibiotics. I say we, she did. <laughs> I just yeah. kind of said, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just crazy how it's like, they just throw these antibiotics around like candy. And then here we are in this world where so many people are dealing with come back to you these energy leaks, right? You just mm. wrecked your whole gut bacteria 
And now you've got chronic infections. You're sick all the time because you have no immune system. Your immune system is gone. And now you're talking about long COVID and it's like, yeah, how many people antibiotic themselves over the last 10, 15, 20 years. And now like the Super Bowl of viruses hits and your body's like, well, I don't know. We don't, we don't got no, we don't got no reinforcements here. You wiped us all out, man. And then yeah. what did they say at the beginning of the pandemic? I had COVID and the doctor said, take some antibiotics. I'm like, this is a virus, dude. Yeah. This is a virus. Like, do you understand? Isn't there a difference here in microbiology between the virus and the bacteria? Yes. Uh, they are two completely different things. You know, it's like, Hey man, uh, uh, Hey, I broke my arm. You know what you need? You need to cut off the other arm. Cause that's going to help. You need to saw that thing. If you want to make this one heal, take the other one off. It's getting in the way, you know, it's like these, it's, it's crazy. Like, sorry, I'm off on like some crazy tangent, but I, I like these, as soon as you you said antibiotics, it just, it triggers. I'm triggered. I'm a millennium triggered. I see that. (laughs) It just triggers this thing in me where I just, I go crazy. Cause I, this is like, and then you're talking about antibiotic resistant, um, bacteria. I was going to make a whole point with the antibiotic thing, but, um, either way, uh, yes. How many people are walking around with chronic fatigue, chronic autoimmunity, chronic disease, because at some point they were told to take antibiotics. It just, it drives me up the wall. Yeah. And, and it's, it's true. I mean, sometimes they are required, uh, in, I mean, life-threatening situations, but I remember when I left my nurse practitioner practice and I was going to refer all of my patients to my colleagues, I went through their whole files. I mean, their history, if they were born by C-section or vaginally, which makes a huge difference when babies are born, born, uh, by C-sections, they don't get the, the good bacteria from the, the birth canal and it affects their immune system in a long run. So I could see it under my eyes. It's like I did an empiric research of the babies that were born by C-sections had a lot of uh, otitis, ear infections, Mm -hmm. and they were having issues even in adulthood, you know, ADHD, anxiety, depression, high blood pressure. I was like, wow. Okay. It was just this, this really interesting kind of data that was going, uh, you know, right on uh, in front of my eyes. And because they didn't have the good bacteria, they were more prone to infections. They had more ear infections. They had more antibiotics and then it affected their life and their health in the long run and their mental health also. So I'm not saying there's a yeah, cause yeah. to effect there, but it was like <laughs> under my eyes right there going, whoa, that's empirical and, and kind of <laughs> synchronicity. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, you know, with this energy thing too, um, man, cause it's, it's such a, it's such a deep rabbit hole mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. Uh, of possibilities, but um, how much of it is hormonal? You know, mm-hmm. like men, testosterone, women, estrogen. It's like, you know, I- I'm 40. I'm not on any testosterone. I've never taken steroids, you know, but I know there's due to have, um, I know there's, you know, when, when guys start to hit 50, that's when you start thinking about, you know, the testosterone replacement therapy, they have the bioidentical hormones for women. Um, and it's kind of like when you, when you talk to women who take the bioidentical hormone, they go, Oh my God, I just feel like myself again. You know, like, I feel like I got my life back because they were just in such this, this energy drain. And I wonder how much of these energy issues kind of go down to hormones. And then 
you know, well, then you start going down that rabbit hole and you say, well, what would disrupt your, your hormonal production? Well, age, of course, but even more than that, environmental toxins, right? Yes. Endocrine disrupting hormones, exactly. uh, just the freaking amount of plastic that is in our lives that is just wrecking people. Um, the mold, the, the stuff they put in foods, all the preservatives started the podcast talking about they put like food colorings in supplements. They put corn oil in supplements, you know, trans fats, all these things like mess with your, your endocrine system is so delicate. And it the is. second your nervous system starts going crazy, your endocrine organs start, you know, they stop producing at optimal rates. Your adrenal glands start going crazy. Cortisol gets bumped. Cortisol shuts down all of your sex hormone production, DHA, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. It's all pregnenolone. It's all gone. Right. So what does that transpire as, you know? Yeah. These people, they're not having an emergency every day, but they're chronically stressed out. Like you yes. were saying, when you quit your nurse practitioner job, so many people have jobs like that where it just physically drains them. And so, you know, we talk about cortisol and stress a lot, but I don't think we're really talking about it in the sense that like, when we're talking about chronic cortisol and chronic norepinephrine, you're talking about you're talking about just waking up and your day, it's just hijacked from the very beginning. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like, well, when you start your day off with several cups of coffee, a sugary, you know, a high carbohydrate breakfast, uh, you know, um, some kind of, some kind of soda or something, and you just tank your blood sugar. Um, you're talking about an endocrine, just complete disaster, right? So then your hormones are going to be messed up. So then you're going to feel naturally drained. So I'm curious you know, how you approach that issue of hormones. If this is a thing you see, like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that it's multifactorial again, that, um, we know we live in the, in one of the most toxic environment that human beings has ever lived in. And you've named, a f you know, a few contaminants, heavy metals is also one of them, uh, which is why having a comprehensive evaluation is important, um, in the physical body for causes of, hormonal disruption and, and fatigue and having a comprehensive uh, evaluation for, for chronic stress, because even low to mid stress that's experienced chronically has a huge impact on your hormonal system. You, you were talking about the uh, HPA axis there. Uh, adrenal fatigue is a very, very common cause of people being just tired, wiped out, brain fogged. I, when I found out I had Lyme disease, I did this test for cortisol, you know, so, and there's four stages of adrenal fatigue. And I was in stage four, like, you know, flat batteries and the functional pra medicine practitioner I was working with at the time, she was like, I don't know how you can keep working. I said, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling wiped out. Um, but evaluating for those sources of, of chronic stress of performance of I'm not doing enough of what are they going to think about me of it's as important to evaluate in the emotional realm as it is in the physical realm, because it all has a huge impact. And we know this from, you know, quantum physics and neuro neurosciences. We know how neurons that fire together wire together. So if you're having chronic negative thoughts every day, which 95% of our thoughts are, are subconscious. 
Mm -hmm. And 90% of our thoughts are recurrent every day and 70% of our thoughts are negative every day. So as you're strengthening this network of connectivity with negative thoughts in your brain, your brain is constantly sending out peptides, neuropeptides of heaviness of watch out for, you know, being scammed by this person. Oh, your boss is not happy. You're not doing enough. You're not enough. And then your brain is constantly sending those um, neural messages, you know, neurotransmitters, and it's constantly firing off your, your, your adrenals, your cortisol, and the body doesn't make the difference between when your life is on the line because a lion is chasing you versus creating that, that internal stress it'll fire off the alarm and get all the hormonal juices out to go fight, you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or fight or flight. So, or freeze. <laughs> um, but definitely uh, physical and emotional is so is equally important um, to consider. And, you know, in conventional medicine, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, but it's just the structure is not made to, um, to be able to evaluate in such a holistic manner. The tools are not there, right? And I say fortunately because, well, there are many what's called complementary or alternative uh, functional medicine, mind-body medicine, energy medicine uh, practitioners, whatever resonates with the person really, um, I find is, is, is you know, the, a good modality for them. Um, but to make sure you have like a fully, full comprehensive, I like to leave no stone unturned kind of, you know, in the, in, in just considering what could be what, and you go like on a quest of being a detective of who, you know, what's causing this and who is this a factor in this and then finding out stuff for me, my specialty is especially around the subconscious limiting beliefs and the self-critical, you know, thoughts um, that people are not aware of until they become aware and then they decide to change that. So that's another story. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like people really undersell their ability to control their mind. Um, and I, I, it took me a while cause I was one of those people too, that was just so easy for me to go down the negative road. Mm-hmm. And I'm still very guilty of that, but I've gotten a lot better. You know, I've, it's something I have to like consciously practice. And that's, I think just kind of true for everybody. It's, you don't, you, you know, sometimes people look at other people and they get so envious and they go, well, that person just seems like they got it all together that person just seems like they're so happy. Like, why can't I be that? And there's two things wrong with that. Number one, you don't know that person. You don't know like what they are really dealing with. You don't know why they feel like that. And maybe they're just where, maybe they're just putting it on for you. You know, maybe they're, they, they, maybe they're dying inside. Maybe they're just so torn up inside, but they're like, I just have to put this on on the outside. So people get that. But at the same time, like, you should never compare yourself to other people. You should always it's a big say, energy well, leak. <laughs> it's a huge energy leak. And again, yeah. this is like one of my biggest things that over the, you know, over the course of like my life that I've been so guilty of that I have to consciously work on, you know, it's like every time I think I have it together, I flick on, I see somebody else and I go, Oh, look at them doing great. You know? And, mm-hmm. it, and there's no reason why it should make me feel bad. Like, somebody in the world is doing great. 
I should be happy for that. I should celebrate that. And if anything, I should model that. I should go, thank you for showing me how to do it. Thank you for laying the path, you know? And but not instead, only, yeah. Go ahead, go yeah. And not only that, the fact that they are close to you, since we're all in the unified quantum field, you know, we're, we're, we're all in this field of energy. When something desirable is close to you, well, that's a sign that it's it's close to coming into your life. So I love what you're saying about celebrating it and and being grateful for the model of possibility of, oh, this is possible, you know, and and um, I can't wait for this to happen for me as well. And and sending all the good and the blessing to the people that have already reached that level, which I think is a much more uh, up leveled vibration to attract. So if we talk about you know, the law of attraction is to spirituality what the quantum physics is to science. It's the same. They just have a different language. Mm -hmm. Right. So in 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 the you know, in the quantum physics, the you have the field, the quantum field, which is infinite possibilities. It's like going to the buffet of all the things that you could ever think of eating. It's all there. And um, and then it takes the observer to observe something in the field of possibility to collapse that field into the matter into what we see you know what's manifested in our physical world what's manifested in our body the problem is most of us go to that buffet with either our eyes closed and we hope we're going to put in our plate something we love or we think that we should be eating those things that we don't like or we keep putting the rotten tomato in there because we we don't think we deserve better mm -hmm. right and and this stems from beliefs that we hold about ourselves and this is a chronic energy leak also until you become aware of those beliefs, until you identify what is it that's leaking your energy. Oftentimes I tell people, pay attention to how you feel in different circumstances around different people. Pay attention when you're feeling like, wow, energized and alive versus kind of, uh, you know, drained and exhausted. This is a cue that that kind of person is I wouldn't say good or bad for you, but this is your kind of people and this is not, you know, and don't, you don't have to force yourself to like a certain kind of people or to be liked by them just because you should or of other kind of decisions that has been made. So paying attention to our energy and, and where do you feel those energy leaks? You know, most people will feel it in the gut. Some people will feel it in the, in their head. For me, the energy leak will be subtly in the gut but when I, I'm in front of something that really triggers, you know, a limiting belief or something that I really don't feel good about myself, it's like I have a tap at the bottom of my spine and it just opens. And if you imagine my body being a tank of water and it just go and I literally feel like my legs are going to let go on, on, under underneath me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a long time. It hasn't happened like that, but that was a, those were major energy leaks for me, such as, you know, having a boss back in nursing time who was trying to control everything I was doing, even though she was not, um, she was not in the rank to do that, you know, and it's, it was every time she was around, it was like, Oh, this just massive drop would happen. So paying attention, awareness is the first step to any, any process of healing. It really is awareness. And then you do some form of transformation. You decide to do different. You, um, face your own fears, you face your own limiting beliefs. And that brings you back to wholeness, which is ultimately what we all want. You know, it's being whole 
holding our energy in our body, feeling at peace in our mind and creating a life that we love because we all deserve to have a life that we love. So, yeah, awareness is, it's so, it's so key. Awareness, compassion, gratitude. Um, You know, I I look at it like it took me a while to get to this point to Mm -hmm. say, okay, like I don't have to, I don't have to live at this low level, you know, and it's not as easy as just going, you know, Oh, Hey, pick yourself up by the bootstraps or, or just saying, Hey, you know, put a smile on your face. Everything's gonna be okay. Right. It takes practice. That's why they call like meditation a practice. That's why they call medicine a practice because you have to constantly practice these things. Yoga is a practice. I mean, I learned more about life through yoga than anything else. I, I wish I had more time to do it. And of course there's like the thing with yoga is like, if you don't have enough time to do yoga, that means you need to make more time yes. for yoga or something like that. Um, <laughs> but it's because like, I would take these classes with, um, very deep spiritual, um, you know, yoga people. Right. And they would drop these little lines on you and you'd be like, Oh yeah. You know, like why are you trying to hit these poses? Uh, you know, that make you think deeper about life. Um, and one thing I always took from yoga that was, that's been so crucial for me. It well, compassion is one, because when you feel compassion, it's hard to feel bad for yourself. Like when you feel compassion for other people, And every time I catch myself thinking negatively about someone, I go, you know what? Like they're going through it, like have some compassion for that person. And it just, it just, it just instantly rewires my whole thing. Right. Gratitude. It's like the second you start thinking bad, it's like, Oh, I'm grateful for this. I used to do gratitude journals every single day. I mean, for years I was doing just whatever. It was part of my daily thing, 10 things I'm grateful for. And I would make sure I'd write down the things that were just bad in my life. I'd go, I'm so grateful that I failed at that thing. Or I'm so grateful that, you know, in Puerto Rico, like I'm so grateful the power went out today because yeah. you know now i get to like whatever right you, and you start thinking like that and then it just becomes hard it becomes hard to have what you would call like an energy leak and then the other thing is breathing and um i've shared this on this podcast a few times you know in some previous podcasts but like this idea when you start to feel anxious when you start to feel worried when you start to feel down if you're tuned in if you're like you said aware you'll start to feel your breath just almost like a mini hyperventilation. You know, you're breathing Mm -hmm. faster, your mouth breathing, your inhales are, um, your inhales are shallow, your exhales are shallow. And the ultimate way to actually turn on your parasympathetic nervous system through your vagus nerve is to, you know, inhale, but then exhale longer, right? Like a Mm -hmm. nice deep inhale and you can even hold it and then exhale longer. And that actually physically turns on your vagus nerve, which turns on your parasympathetic and you will physiologically come out of that fight or flight response into the parasympathetic. And it's amazing when I, when I built that awareness, those times where I started to feel panicked, I'd go, Oh, listen, like my breath, it's a little out of control, like calm the breath, dial the breath in. And you, you get it. You, you're instantly like dialed in. And now you're thinking from a place of power. Now you're not thinking from a place of weakness. You're not thinking of pain. You're thinking of strength. You're thinking, you're not even thinking you're just, you're, you're in that part of your brain that you just know the answers that you have the calm. And when you teach yourself to live from that, you, in my opinion, you start to, you start to, uh, fill those leaks. You start to 
build your energy. And it's not going to happen today. It's a practice. You have to just consciously do it over and over. But when you do it and you start to realize it, um, at least in my experience and for those close to me, that's been the biggest help. Yeah. The breath is, is what connects the body and the mind. And it's the gateway to the subconscious on top of being the activator for the parasympathetic system. Um, and, uh, becoming aware of, of that breathing pattern is so fantastic. Um, in fact, I just finished one of my classes in um, my PhD in natural medicine and energy, energy medicine. It was called holistic anatomy. And uh, it's the different anatomies, you know, you got the physical body, the vital body, the mental body, the super mental and the bliss body. And the breath is just everywhere linking all of these bodies together. Um, and one of the things that I really retain from that is brain coherence and heart coherence is two things that are so important for your health, for your energy, your vitality, your longevity. Um, and yet it is obtained through the breath. So I love what you're talking about with the breath. And it's definitely something that I've been um, more aware of and practicing. And really, who can argue with five minutes a day of doing some, you know, some deep breathing to just reset, reset your whole biofield, your whole energy. It's like not even five minutes. It's it takes two minutes to switch from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. It's about 10 deep breaths. Mm -hmm. you know, where you, where your exhale is a little bit longer than the inhale. So yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. So let's talk about your, your programs. Um, you were talking about how you have different programs you use to help people heal these energy leaks to get back on track. You're talking about supplements specifically. What are some of these, um, programs? What, you know, what's the nutrition, what's the supplements? How does that all work? Um, it depends on their needs. I, I do help people with Lyme disease. So their, their program is going to be more with the, you know, the protocol nutrition and the um, mind body coaching, the alchemy, the emotional alchemy. Um, I do have a lot of people coming to me for, you know, they're tired. They, they're feeling out of alignment, out of coherence with themselves. They're feeling stuck in, in their life. Um, so there's a lot of life coaching that happens, a lot of emotional alchemy. Um, I'll look at their nutrition and definitely correct, uh, if there's something that's out of balance, because it's interesting that sometimes a little bit, uh, a little change in their nutrition will make the whole world of difference. Oftentimes, you know, people with depression or anxiety, um, just adjusting something in their breakfast will give a whole different tone to their day. You know, mm -hmm. if they need a little bit more protein, a little bit more fats, less carbs, um, you know, definitely less sugar. <laughs> we all, yeah. everybody can benefit from less sugar in their life. Um, but the the biggest part of the transformational work is the, um, is what I'll call the, the emotional alchemy. And it's coming from the angle of neuro-linguistic programming, transformational coaching method and uh, quantum physics together that makes this emotional alchemy. So basically we take the heavy emotions, the heavy subconscious beliefs, and we alchemize them into, into something that is much lighter. What I hear my clients say a lot of the times when they finish the session, they're like, wow, I feel so much lighter. It's like we've taken off 10,000 pounds off my shoulders, you know, because we've, we've alchemized these things into something that's much more light 
It's like the gold is their treasure, but it becomes the asset that propels them forward. It becomes their leverage. Instead of pulling them back, it's propelling them forward. So, yeah. So I always personalize, you know, the programs according to what the person needs. And um, the first gateway is through a discovery session. So in that it's a pretty comprehensive session. It lasts about 90 minutes. And we uncover what has been stopping the person or holding them back from, you know, having more energy or whatever they want to achieve in their life. And we really uncover the subconscious mindset and habits and whatever subconscious blockages that are that are there that they they couldn't see or they couldn't they didn't know was there and then we create a powerful vision for what their life looks like their desired life looks like and this is where the gold is really most people are good at knowing what they no longer want, what they're tired of. But if you ask them what they actually want, they have more difficulty doing that. So creating that vision, it's like we're punching your GPS coordinates and it's like, oh, now it's clear. That's the direction where I'm going. And then we create a step-by-step plan to move them forward. So that's all happening in the discovery session. And um, we can put the link if people want to book that in the show notes, Um, you know, um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a journey of, um, it's a journey of awakening, but it's a journey of transition and life transitions are everywhere. I mean, you just became a father not that long ago, right? So that's quite a bit of a life transition. I'm working with some clients who are going through divorce and they want to transition in ways that are more optimal. I'm working with clients who are grieving the loss of their parents. Mm. Um, Working with clients who are transitioning out of an illness back into health because that's a transition, Mm -hmm. you know? So any sort of time that people are feeling stuck in their life, in their health, in their relationship, there's a life transition that's calling them to become better. And it's calling them to let go, let the old self die. It's experiencing a little death to make space to, you know, the 2.0 version of them, the best version of them, basically. So in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. This is a thing. It's like that. I, I think so many people need because, um, you know, I love the, the idea that it's like, you can be an athlete, but you're never going to be the best athlete you can be unless you have a good coach. And nowadays you just like coaches. There's so many coaches for so many different things. Um, but you have a specificity and I think your background in being a nurse, nurse practitioner, um, helps really plug that hole, so to speak of the physiological issue where it's like, yeah, if somebody brought their blood work to you, you probably understand it. You know, you know, these basics of anatomy, physiology, you know, biochemistry, you understand bacteria and viruses, you understand Lyme, you understand, um, you know, chronic fatigue, these autoimmune disorders, you know, people have. So, um, and I think coming from like my end of like the kind of nootropics biohacker space, this discussion is never, never happens, right? Like the discussion is just like, what do I take for this? Oh, look at this cool thing. I got, look at this cool gadget. I got, look at this, this, uh, you know, this, uh, this biohacking device, look at this red light, look at this, you know, whatever it is, right. Look at this, uh, this, this, uh, this fancy nootropic, this Rastam, whatever. Right. But it's like, I just said, you know, 
if you, if you have a broken arm, the solution isn't to like, you know, break your arm again. The solution is to not do the thing you did that broke your arm. And what people have when they're taking so many nootropics is they have something that broke their arm and they need to address that. And that's the hard work. The nootropic is great because the nootropic will help you feel better. And well, it's like a crutch, but you shouldn't be taking a nootropic for a long term. It means you haven't gotten to the root cause. And what someone like you is doing is you're helping that person get to the root cause and you're going to make miles in your, uh, of strides when you address the root cause of these problems. And for so many people, it goes beyond the biochemistry. Um, yes. It's it's in the, it's not metaphysical, but it is in the spiritual. It is in like just getting your focus right in your mind to, to be able to put the images that are right into your head so that the rest of your body can follow. Um, and I think that's powerful. I think, I think the law of attraction is powerful. Um, I believe in it fully. It's manifested things in my life. You know, I've seen it manifest things in other people's lives. So, um, you know, this, a lot of people poo poo that idea, you know, that the, there's like the secret, you know, and they go, oh, the mm -hmm. secret was bullshit. And it's like, well, some of it was, yeah, definitely. But if you follow, if you understand the general idea of what they're talking about, which is you reap what you sow, you reap the things you think about. If your mind is constantly on in this negative vibration, you're going to live a, a pretty negative life. But the second that you really intentionally go to that higher vibration, and it's not just as simple as going today, I'm going to think better. And it happens. Yeah. It, maybe for some people it is, but for most people, they need like, they need to really get to the heart of what is not allowing them to get there. And, you know, it sounds like what you're doing is one of those ways to do that. So uh, keep doing it is you're Thank doing you. great. <laughs> Thank you. I am. And for those people who are poo-pooing the secret, maybe they need to look in the quantum physics. And for those people who find that quantum physics are too complicated, then they can look into the law of attraction because ultimately it's the same. It, it, it's, it's just using different words. And uh, one of, um, one of the people that I love the most uh, following is Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure you know him. Yeah. And to, to create a future, the best way to create the future is from the unknown is what he says. And he says, when you combine a clear intention with an elevated emotion, that's where you collapse the, the field, the quantum field into matter. And it takes 68 seconds to collapse the quantum field into matter. 68 seconds. That's not long. It's just over a minute of focusing your thoughts and having the emotion in the direction of what you want. Instead of observing what's not working in your life and going like, oh, I've got this, I've got pain. It's like, okay, use that as a compass to say, what do you want to have? What experience do you want instead? It's like a 180 degree shift. It's like, wow, I can't wait to have this pain-free body, this energy. I'm already feeling the vitality coming back to my energy and, and saying those things with the emotion of that energy and that vitality. Maybe it requires you to go back into a moment when you were feeling that way, but if you hold it for 68 seconds and, and I like to go on this kind of rampage of, oh, I love how I'm feeling so vital in my body. I'm feeling strong. My muscles are working. My cells are all, you know, clean. They're working. And I just go on and on and on and on. And it's just, that's how I healed from Lyme disease. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> that, that's the truth. You're speaking the truth. And I love it. I love it. It's everything is energy at the end of the day. You don't believe it. Electrons, protons, nutrients. It's the heart exactly. of every atom, of every cell, of everything yeah. happening in the world right now. Um, so 
Keep doing what you're doing, Catherine. I love it. It's great. Thank you. Um, where can somebody go find you? Where can they book a um, discovery call with you? Where can they read your work, learn more about you? Maybe watch videos. If you're talking about this stuff, where's a good place to go? Yeah, so I've, I've got many videos on my social media on Facebook and Instagram. So it's Catherine Gagnon, Transformational Coach. I'm also on LinkedIn. And um, my website is catherinegagnon.ca. So I'm going to spell that because it's a French, <laughs> it's a yeah, French yeah. Catherine. So it's www.catherinegagnon.ca. Uh, and then uh, we can put in the show notes, the link for, for the, the Calendly um, where to book a discovery session and uh, people can go from there. Sounds great. I'll put all that in the show notes and I'll make sure that people listening know where to find you and hopefully they do. You're doing great work. Thank you so much, Eric. And you too. Keep doing your work. Thank you so much. And listener and viewer, you're doing great work by watching and listening to this podcast. If you enjoy what you watch and listen to, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave the podcast a five-star review. If you haven't done yet, make sure you subscribe. And for all things Holistic Nootropics, head on over to holisticnootropics.com. Until next time, everybody, be good out there. Take care of yourself and peace. Thanks for listening. For more brain-boosting info, in-depth articles, and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com.